along with a lot of uh, meaning to it. I want to thank you for that. <clears throat> Get my pointer together. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Father God, as we come together this morning, and as we consider your word, it's, it's a familiar passage of scripture. A lot of times, Lord, we read it, but don't uh, apply it personally. And so help us, Lord, to, in our moments together, consider your word, understand what it has to say, and then make the necessary applications. For in Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. We're coming to uh, uh, Isaiah 40, 26 to 31. In Isaiah 40, and we're looking at uh, 26 to 31, I find that it's a very interesting passage of scripture. This is not just a word. <laughs> this is not a fancy concoction uh, of words, but what I believe that the Lord will understand this morning. Isaiah 40, 26. Lift your eyes on high and see who created these, who brings out their hosts by numbers, calling them all by name. By the greatness of his might, and because he is strong and powerful, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is discarded by God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord, capital L-O-R-D, is the everlasting God. The creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. So you have to have good theology in order to face life. And so the first thing that God does, he lay out the theology. If you don't know God, you miss the whole thing. He gives power to the faint and to him. Oh, I'm sorry. He gives power to the saint, saint faint, and to uh, him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But, oh, there's that word again. <laughs> they who what? Wait. They who what? Wait. It says, shall renew their strength, and he shall mount up with wings like eagles, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. One thing about the ESV, a lot of times in the translation, I still like the word, he shall renew their strength. The, the Lord shall renew their strength. Yes, he shall renew their strength. The Lord will renew your strength. And in doing that, it says, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. Do you have eagle wings? Let me show you how to get it. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So there's some key things here in defining the term 
It is maintaining an attitude of faith in the midst of circumstances, character builders that has been prepared, pre approved, pre-approved to be placed in our lives. Everything that happens to you, God has permitted. There's nothing that happens to you and, and God is shocked. Oh, I didn't know that happened. I'll take, right, I'll, I'll take care of it right away. God knows everything that's going to happen to you, the, the blessings as well as the, the challenges in your life. So if he knows what's going to happen, then don't you know that he knows how, how to handle it? Then why are you carrying it around yourself? And so it just so happened that this message is coming in the month of, of problem. But uh, I need to say this, though. The, in our introduction... Uh, John 15, 10. If you keep my commandments, you will be abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. John 15, 11. Let's read together. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be. You see, every time that you are running up against a situation and you don't maintain your joy in that situation, there's something radically wrong in abiding. And it might be immaturity. It might be that you're trying to hold on to something that God told you to let go a long time ago. But what God wants you to understand is that, I want you to see this word again. He says, my joy may be in you and that your joy may be what? You will have full joy. Full joy, say, will be in you as a result of it. Uh, I know it puts you on the spot. Do you have full joy? <laughs> and, uh, well, see, now, now you're battling with, with your, you're trying to justify where you are. Uh, all I'm simply saying is this. When you have full joy, where there's joy, there's peace. Okay. That's why you find that the missionaries who have been persecuted and everything else, notice what they pray for. They don't pray that the enemy stop persecuting them. They pray that God will give them strength to endure. They become more creative. They're more determined. Because that's how God has created us. Whenever you let situations get you down, it's not the situation that you're in. It's your heart that is not connected. And that is so important. If you're going to fly, if you're going to really make it in life, if we're going to really make it in life, then we have to lay aside the world idea of I can handle this myself. Stop it. You can't handle it. That's why you're troubled and everything else can't sleep because you can't handle it. But the Lord says I can handle it because I knew it was going to come, but I put a measure as to how much because I'm not trying to kill you. I don't have to use these problems to kill you. I'll just kill you. Okay. Let's, let's, I mean, that's the bottom line. The Lord has to go through all these things, what the Lord is doing to be pleased. Thinking it through, what would it take to be able to stay above our situations and, and experience the fullness of joy that can only be in Christ Jesus? We must develop, practice, and maintain a habit of waiting on God. We need to wait on God. One, developing a disciplined spirit. I'm waiting when I develop a disciplined spirit. 
Show me a person who's not waiting on God. I'll show you a person who have not disciplined their spirit. You had the power to do it, but you're not doing it. The next thing will happen is developing spiritual stamina. That once you discipline yourself, you stand there. There's a song, I shall not, I shall not be moved. It's like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Just stand there. Haven't done all. Just stand there. Well, I can't. No, it's not that you can't. Here's can't. I can't touch the ceiling. And everybody would agree, right? Okay. Really what you're saying is, I won't. So really it's a will and it's a choice that you make. This displaying God-honoring results. These are the three. And so let's go right through them. Developing a disciplined spirit. What will this take? But they who wait on the Lord. I cannot continue to go on that. It is a personal determination. It is a deliberate decision. I'll put them up here. It is a distinct act of the will. It is a dedicated and discerning spirit that is committed to the sovereignty of God. It is a determination to trust God, taking him at his word. It is a God-honoring display of hope. I, I thought I'd lay that out, out to you first. The whole idea is that, number one, it's a personal determination. You have to decide to wait. God can't make you wait. You have to make a choice. We are creatures of choices. The Garden of Eden, you see, the reason there was sin in the garden that destroyed, uh, that destroyed man's relationship or uh, what happened was it was a choice by Adam. It wasn't an accident. Sin didn't come up and mug him. He saw that it was good and he chose to eat along with Eve. Eve saw it, desired it, and the results of it, our world is in a mess today. Choice. So it's a personal determination. It's deliberate decision. It is a disciplined act of the will. You have a will, intellect, and emotion. And the will determines the direction, what you're going to do right now, what you're not going to do right now. It, you're exercising your will all the time. It's good to see, it's very amazing to see the will of a, of a baby. And uh, he's trying to get out of a, uh, a playpen, whatever the case may be, or off the bed. First, the baby don't want to say, I'm sick of this bed, and I want to get off of it. And I watched a YouTube where the baby was on the bed, and the baby crawled over to the end of the, the uh, mattress, looked down at the floor. Then the baby uh, looked at the pillows. The baby grabbed one of the pillows, threw it down. Looked at it, took another pillow, threw it down. Then after the baby quit, uh, saw that it was high enough, then the baby turns backwards like this and eased on down the pillow, you know, and eased on down. Because you know why? The baby said, Here's where I want to be, and it's difficult. Now, what do I have around me to make this thing happen? The Lord says, they that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. He didn't say, you renew your strength. He says, he'll do it. The Lord shall renew your strength. 
So that it's so important then. It is a dedicated and discerning spirit that is committed to the sovereignty of God. It's a determination to trust God, taking him at his word. Although you don't see it, trust him. If you don't trust him, you will not wait on him. If you don't trust him or wait on him, you will not have peace. Because Isaiah says, he shall, they shall, he shall keep them in perfect peace, whose mind is what? Stayed on thee because he what? I think it's important that we get to the point of trusting. It's a God-honoring display of hope. You will not find hope outside of not waiting. A person that waits is hoping for something. Those uh, young folks, and uh, have a few here, but those who are waiting for their eyes, some waiting to get away from home. I understand that. Uh, but, but then there are some who are waiting for uh, a relationship, or whatever the case may be. But you know what? You don't wait outside of your walk with God. You trust God for whoever he brings into your life. They that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. Amen? I have fainted unless I have to believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. When we wait, we honor God, our Father. Because the rest of it says, wait on the Lord, I say, and, uh, and he shall strengthen our heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord, will be the rest of the verse. When we wait, we can expect a positive outcome. When we wait, we protect others from yielding to the thoughts and activities that are not according to the will of God. When we wait, we will never experience failure or regrets, only rewards. There's a benefit in waiting. Do you know that people are blessed when you learn how to wait? Because when you're blessed, those who love you are blessed. When you don't wait on the Lord and do your thing, they are affected by your decision. That's why God says, wait. See? And somehow, we say, I don't have the strength. Well, ask God for the strength to wait. Waiting is a character building. The moment that you learn how to wait, the stronger you get and you learn how to wait longer and longer. Some of the little tests that you, you get are probably something very small, very minute, like um, in a grocery line. And you have to be out of there in at least five minutes. And there are three people in front of you, but one cannot find what they're looking for among their stuff. <laughs> and you know what? I found that when you become, they say, well, squeaky wheels will get results. It also reveal where you are in secret. Waiting is so important. You, you need to wait on the Lord. Because if you don't wait, you won't get the benefits. Some are trying to get something for nothing. God said, no, 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 you wait. You wait on me. Ask the personal question, am I there yet? If not, why not? 
Remember in scripture where God told Saul, wait. Wait, Saul. And God did not give him an answer. He needed an answer. And so he was ready to, he was ready to substitute God's answer. All he needed was, a, he was in a pressured situation and he needed an answer. And they talked about the witch of, I think it was Andor. And what happened was he went down to her to get an answer. And she wanted to bring up Samuel. I want to talk to Samuel. So I'll go to a witch to bring up Samuel. Isn't that something? You know how crazy you're thinking when you're not in the waiting spirit? You start thinking and acting stupid. You're going to go to a witch to tell you something that will happen in the future. And therefore, when the witch tell you, the witch cannot give you any strength for it. It's just going to tell you, it's going to happen to you. So, so, the witch, so the witch was up there, and all of a sudden, make a long story short, Samuel actually came, scared the witch. And Samuel said, why did you call me? What's up? What's the matter with you? And he, was, and he tried to explain. He said, listen, you're going to die. You want to know, know what the future is? You're going to die. And your son going to die. And then Samuel went right on back to where he was. He should have waited on God. There is a penalty in telling God, I can handle this. Wait a minute, do you know what you're saying? Here is the God that is maintaining the universe and all of the, uh, the cosmic things are in the universe and beyond the black hole, whatever that is, God is in control of all of that. Making all of that happen, keeping everything on time, then come down to this tiny, teeny earth where you having a quote problem <laughs> while he's feeding all the animals and birds of the air, fish in the sea, all of them being fed at the, at the right time. The timing is perfect. And yet you come and you tell God, I can handle this. And you know what? God is merciful. Because at the time God says, okay then, you handle it. And when you try to handle it, it's going to take you down. You will not come out of it. Because if you come out of it, you'll write books and you'll snub your, 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 your nose against God saying, you see, I can handle this while breathing his air. And so it's important to wait on God. Developing a spiritual stamina shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Did you notice it didn't say pigeons? Eagles. With the spread wings, the wings spread and how they handle themselves. I was, just, I was looking on YouTube just, just at eagles and some of the things they were doing and how magnificent. They can, they, can see, they can go right up straight into the sun. 
and they have a shield over their eyes, they can go right toward the sun without being blinded. If they're trying to escape any of their predators, they can go right in front of them. The eagle is a powerful creature. They can see, not a block, see miles ahead. It can go over the water and see the fish in the sea, and then it uh, hovers, and then it go right down, grab it, and keep on going. That's an eagle. It's eagle, I've seen another one where the eagle was, uh, eat, they eat snakes also. This, 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 this snake was going through the water, the eagle came along and snatched them out of the water. Took them up on a branch and had dinner. I've seen the eagle cup, a picture of an eagle, when it, it caught a snake on the ground. And the first thing the eagle did was put his foot on top of the eagle and held it down. And it had a close, I have a close-up picture where the snake is struggling and the eagle just got him nailed. And then what happens is the eagle takes the snake out of his element, take him way up in the air, and then drops him. And then put his paws upon him again. He said, they that wait on the Lord, you're going to get your wings. You're going to mount up on wings as eagles. That's where the strength is. That's where the power is. That's where you're able to see things from a, from a distance instead of so close and being bent out of shape. Oh, I believe I can fly <laughs> because I decided to wait on the Lord. For they that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. Or maybe, maybe you're still fluttering as a pigeon. Living way below your potential. Please. Please. It is a position of restoration. You see what happened with the, with the eagle is that there are moments in the eagle's life. It's not always victory. It's, it's called the malting season. And in the malting season, what happens to an eagle is that um, he begins, I don't know whether it's a discouragement, whatever it case may be, he, he goes down and he doesn't fly anymore. And he, uh, matter of fact, his feathers start falling apart. He's, they call it the malting season. And what happens is that the other eagles, they go and gather fish and everything else and go where that eagle is. And they start dropping down food to that eagle. Because you see, the eagle is at, at, at the lowest ebb. He's not supposed to be down there groveling. He's supposed to be ma managing the air. He has the power of the air. He's supposed to take over things. And here he is on the ground, groveling, trying to get something to eat. So his comrades come, and they start dropping fish down to him until he starts eating. He starts getting his strength again. Then all of a sudden, he starts getting the power. And he don't need a long uh, runway to take off. All he needs to do is just flap it <laughs> and mount up. And God is saying, why are you so down? I've been dropping all of the encouragement around you. I've given you my word. I have the Holy Spirit encourage you. Why are you down? When I'm the great God who loved you, why are you down? But they that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. And they shall mount up. With wings as eagles. I, I hope you hear me this morning. It's important to wait on him. It's a slap in the face not to wait on God. I don't care how intense it is. It's a position of power. 
When you have that, when you mount up as wings, uh, with wings as eagles, you know this power, with that type of power, you can resist the devil. You see? I didn't say, you don't have to fight him or anything. Did the Bible tell you to fight him? No. I'm going to hit the devil. And I'm gonna, no, you don't do anything like that. All you have to do with the power you have in a mounted position is resist him and mount up. <laughs> it's a position of confidence. Now, eagle don't go there and say, I think I can fly. I think I can fly. I hope I can fly. The eagle knows exactly what to do. I know I can fly. And he takes him to the air. And he's able to see everything that's going on. He has a broader view than all the other animals that's running along the ground. He has an aerial view. And if, then when it comes down to his food, he, he, he can choose. Let me see what I'm going to have this morning. And he can choose because, you see, that's where he's at. Okay, let me uh, look like it's stuck here. Let me see if we can get it going again. Okay. Okay. It's a position of control. It is a position of freedom. It is a position of victory. Restoration, power, confidence, control, freedom, victory. This freedom is not doing what you want to do, but doing what you ought to do. See, so we're not free to, to do anything we want to do. With, with believers, you're bought with a price. You don't just go and do what you want to do. So it's, 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 a, it's a position of freedom, of victory in a victory. Because when it comes down to victory, again, that's all about victory in Jesus. And God loves that. It's a position of satisfaction. Her ego is satisfied. Oh, it took, took a while to learn how to fly. Mama had to teach a little uh, eaglet how to fly. The eaglet would eat in the, uh, eat in the nest and everything else. All of a sudden, Mama started making that nest difficult. The finally, she kicks the little, little eaglet out and said, you're going to learn how to mount up, little fella. <laughs> you're going to learn how to fly. And when it seemed like he's not getting it, the Mama eagle, she goes and scoops it back up and take it back to the nest. So you stay a little bit longer, but you have to go out. You're designed to fly. Satisfaction. Well, what is the external impact? Number one, of this renewal. Let's read together. Next, it'll be a testimony to those whom God has placed in our life. Next, be a model and legacy for others to remember and practice. Next, it will be a motivation to other believers. Next, it is a confirmation that we are more than conquerors to Christ Jesus our Lord. When you mount up on wings, you will not get this in the valley of discouragement. This is only for those who are obedient to the Lord. And do what the Lord tells you to do in unknown territories. And you're here. This Lord said, just obey me. Just do what I say. And you'll be okay. Just obey me. Have there been times in your life where you decided not to wait? 
you, you went ahead and I'll do it myself. The DIY is it? I'm just do it myself. And what God is saying, I want you to learn how to wait on me. That's so critical, so critical. We've been patient. As a personal question, ask first, am I there yet? Am I there yet? If not, why not? I need to be the person who have learned to wait on God. We need to be people who learn to wait on God. Last one, you've been very patient. Displaying God-honoring results. And here's the last part of the verse says. Let's read it together. They that run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Notice the tremendous amount of stamina. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I need to um, impress to share this right now. Uh, in a marathon, this is, uh, this is, this is true life. Um, the resource, I have to go back and look at the resource as the person who was sharing this. But in the marathon, they had all these young guys all lined up to run. And then there was a guy dressed in overalls, uh, his shoes, you know, and he was going to run the marathon. The judges laughed at him. And he says, I believe I can run this marathon. The young men laughed at him. To make a long story short, he got on the line and, and they readied himself, they readied themselves, and then finally the signal was made and off they ran, way ahead of him like the rabbit in hare. And he started running with his clothes and he kept running. It was not a one-day marathon. It was a two-day marathon. The next morning, he was the one running, still running, and he was the first one over the finish line. And they asked him, how did you do it? He said, I'm, I'm a shepherd. And I had to run after my sheep to do this and run after my sheep to do this and run after my sheep to do this. And, and so when they said run, I said, I can run. <laughs> he said, well, why didn't you take your rest? He said, I didn't know we were supposed to rest. <laughs> he said, while the others were sleeping, I kept running. <laughs> and when I kept running, I, I, I came to the finish line and I finished what I started. Because I was prepared ahead of time. That's why I was running after these sheep. And that's why, that's why I finished the race. I kept running. I was strengthened. And they that wait on the Lord. He shall renew your strength. You shall run. And not be weary. And then you'll walk. And not pain. That's stamina. That's stamina. The profile is, is specific. They. There is a provision of empowerment. Shell. There is a picture of intensity. We'll uh, tirelessly run 
and, and walk. Intentional living will always produce tremendous results. Ask the personal question, am I there yet? If not, why not? You know, I put the cell phone or mobile phones there. I don't have one with me, but have you, you found that with the mobile phone, I can give you a mobile phone with all of the things and some of you are taking shots and everything with it. But you know what? One thing about the mobile phone, with all that it has and all of its potential, it's no good if it doesn't have any power. And so that's why, that's why you break your neck to make sure you keep your phone charged up. Probably have a charger in your car and charger at home because you want the phone to do everything you want it to do. Then if you want it to do, you need to be plugged up. And once you are plugged up, all the things that you are designed to do becomes a reality. Don't turn your phone in if you haven't tested it yet. Push the button and see if it comes on. The first thing you ascertain is, have I put the power to make it happen? The reason that we get so defeated through the week is that we have not turned our phones on. And what has happened is that all that God wants us to do does not come into fruition because we have not trusted him. And we decided not to mount up because you didn't. We didn't wait. Wait on God. Wait on him. He wants that to happen in our lives. They are not designed to run on empty. Read it. Let's read it. What is it? God did not design you to run on empty. Stop it. Especially when he shows you where to plug in. Especially when he tells you what to do. Especially when you have the power of God infusing in you and you're a failure. What are you talking? What are you saying about God? That's why they that wait on the Lord, he takes the responsibility. He shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Show me a person who's really tied into God. Not just a person who do a Bible study. But really tied into the power of God. And there are times you'll cry but you keep walking. There'll be times when you're frustrated but you keep standing. Because you, there's something in you that the outside can't shake you. That's why it's important that we learn this word. Wait. There must be a willingness it's action. It's intentional. It's tough. Wait on the Lord. Maybe this week that has not happened to you. We come, what's say, one last time. Wings are not an addition after we were saved. They are a part of the package that should always be functional. Regardless of our circumstances, character builders and attacks from our satanic foe. The moment 
that God saved you. He gave you wings to mount up and to be strong. The question is, are you using it? What have you permitted this week to throw you to the ground? Throw an eagle to the ground? Excuse me? Maybe you were not connected or turned on. As a close this morning, there may be a time where I say, Lord, it might be a time where I say, Lord, I need to be renewed by your strength, empowered by your strength. This week has been a unique week, challenging week, but I thank you for who you are. Maybe you're that person. I'd like to pray for you this morning. Would you stand? Say, that's me. I, I need to learn how to wait. It's dangerous not to wait on God. And if you don't think that you're the person, that's okay. Test time might be today, tomorrow. The, the, if the Lord gives you another week, you're going to be tested. Where are you going to wait? Wait. Wait on the Lord. When we do that, you honor God. When you do that, God gets busy. When you do that, you are in the process of defeating Satan with the strength that you receive from God. Oh, Lord, my God, I stand with them. Oh, Lord, it's, it's not a suggestion. Waiting is not a suggestion. That that's where the peace is. That's where the joy is. That's where the strength is. And, Lord, we just pray right now. We know what have happened through the past week. But, Lord, today as we re-examine, we are here to re-examine, to praise you and then to go over where we are. Lord, help us to wait on you. And experience the exuberance of an eagle that is able to mount up above all the circumstances. Take control. Thank you, Lord. That the wind of your spirit takes us and guides us. Oh, Lord, I just pray right now for each one of the saints of God. And I pray and thank you for the ones who are standing and, and understanding where they need to shore up those areas. Help to, us to understand, Lord, we're not perfect. We are perfecting. Yes. And the moment that we deal with this, we are, we're perfected even more so and more so. So I pray for the saints. Thank you for what you're going to do. Great is your faithfulness. Great. And we'll be careful to give you the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. And all the saints said. Amen.